Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watch WWE 2017's Great Balls of Fire. The first pay-per-view in the Great Balls of Fire chronology. That's what it says on Wikipedia. Reading that title followed by chronology makes it sound uh, silly. Well, without the word chronology, it sounds silly. But anyway, I am coming to you from Pasco, Washington... I think. I watched this uh, at a rest stop uh, a bit west of here, a couple miles west of here. And, um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Overall, I, it, it, was, it was pretty fun. Uh, there was some dumb stuff that happened. There was some amazing stuff that happened. Um, but overall, it was just kind of like, oh, we gotta have a, a, at least one more pay-per-view before SummerSlam, so let's just do all this stuff. Uh, my predictions, this was probably my most successful prediction night yet. Um, I only got two incorrect, and those were the, well, uh, the two that I got incorrect were, what were the two? Uh, Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar and Seth versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, we'll talk about both of those as we get to them. Uh, first... We had the kickoff show with uh, Neville versus Kira Tozawa. And this was probably my second favorite match of the night. It's all the kind of stuff you, you expect from both of these guys. And uh, we had some fake-outs from Tozawa. We had a few of those... Uh, we have the sneaky German soup, The underleg crawl followed by a German suplex, which was later replicated by Brock Lesnar. And I guess it's kind of more impressive to see Brock Lesnar do it because he's about 78 times the size of Akira Tozawa. So it's kind of like seeing a bear suddenly sprint across a yard and you're like, oh, something's about, someone's going to get messed up right now. And we got we to get out of here or record it. Get the camera. Either way, it's a good choice. Uh, well, no, stopping to record it probably not a good choice if it's running towards you so anyway but if you saw a bear crawl like scamper backwards underneath your legs and then suddenly it's behind you oh my god that would you, you wouldn't even need to be attacked by the bear to die that would just give anyone a heart attack i think if you're like slowly creeping up on a bear and then suddenly whoosh it's behind you oh god get get out of there I guess that's why they call him the Beast, and they call Akira Tozawa the also Beast. Anyway, uh, Neville defeated Tozawa to retain the championship, which I pretty much expected because it was on the kickoff show, and I, I don't know. Okay, so we had a house show at Madison Square Garden where AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens and became the new United States champion, which is awesome. Uh, so exciting. And so I was thinking, well, if they want, they did that to kind of get people more interested in house shows to think, oh, this stuff could happen at a live event. Uh, it's not just going to happen on TV. Uh, and we haven't really had many title changes lately. And so, uh, after that happened, I thought, well, maybe they'll have a title change on the kickoff show and show that 
hey, title changes can happen on the kickoff show. Maybe you should watch some of these. But they didn't do that. But they did the next best thing, that this was the next best match of the entire night. So at least at least there's that. Uh, it's kind of windy here. At least I'm in shade. It's a, There's few shade along the streets. There are a lot of trees in this area but not, like, in the media area. Uh, but the sun's starting to go down, so I'm in the nice shade of a, of a building here. But it is windy, so I apologize for those, those wind bursts that may be happening. So the actual pay-per-view opened up with Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. This one, I thought Seth Rollins was going to win, but uh, he didn't. Bray Wyatt stuck a thumb in Seth's eye, hit him with his sister Abigail... And got the pen. Uh, Bray Wyatt is wearing a single black glove. Maybe he has done this all along. But I thought that was interesting because his brother, non-kayfabe brother, his actual brother, Bo Dallas, has been wearing... (laughs) Well, we see him tonight. And he is in full-out biker gear. Uh, He was like halfway there last week. Now he's full-on biker. And I kind of love it. Kind of love it. Uh, He also pitched in on, on Raw Talk. He uh, put in his his couple of cents, and that that was really good. Check out Raw Talk. It was it was good. It's entertaining. We had a number of guests that I'll talk about when we get to that point. Um, but anyway, they both have a single black glove on their right hand. Bo Dallas's has are the fingerless kind, so uh, slight difference. Slight difference to match. No, or is it the opposite? It might be Bray who has the fingers signed. Either way, it makes sense to me. Um, so there, there we have it. Maybe we'll get some type of interaction there. Now that they're on the same brand and they're wearing the same glove. Maybe they are the same set of gloves, um, but the other one was turned inside out to to be to also be worn on the right hand. Maybe, probably not. Uh, we had a nice. Introduction to the Enzo Amore big cast match by Enzo Amore. Uh, great promo talking about all kinds of stuff that I don't remember in particular. Big cast has some new music. We get some a lot of cast hole chants throughout the match. Uh, uh, big cast ends up winning by just tossing Enzo out of the ring. Like, freaking, just, yeah, like... Like he was a, a piece of lumber that he's throwing down off a roof to a to not to someone below, to, knowing that there's nobody below. You're like, eh, I can just toss this over here. That's going to be fine. I need to get down there. There's nobody down there. Nobody's going to get hurt except for the piece of lumber. In this case, that piece of lumber was Enzo Amori. Uh, Enzo somehow gets back in the ring, but gets hit by a big boot, and Big Cass wins the match. Pretty much expected, I think. Did anybody really think that Enzo Amore was going to win? It would it, it, talk about an impossible task. Uh, I was pulling for the big werewolf reveal, so we'll have to keep waiting. We haven't been told explicitly that he is not a werewolf, so I continue holding hope, <laughs> holding out hope that he is one. Uh, there wasn't much evidence this time. Uh, it, I mean, his, the personality that we saw expressed by him could be attributed to to werewolf 
<laughs> side effects. Is it side effects or symptoms? It could be symptomatic of being a werewolf. Or, uh, or lycanthropy. That's what it is. It could be symptomatic of lycanthropy. But we'll have to wait to see. We'll have to wait to see. Uh, speaking of waiting to see, I couldn't wait to see the following match. The Iron Man 30-minute tag team championship match between the Hardy Boys and the bar. Seamus and Cesaro. Oh, I either have to just call them the bar or just call them Seamus and Cesaro. Uh, if I try to do both, I mess up like I just did. Um, I thought that this one was going to be like very scant on the uh, pinfalls, but we got one in about 16 seconds as Cesaro faked out. Uh, who did he fake out? I think it was Matt. I'm not sure. Uh, he faked him out because... So Seamus was actually the legal man, so his attention was turned to Cesaro. He's kind of confused, and he gets hit by a bro kick. One, two, three. One pinfall scored right off the bat. And they keep trading him back and forth. I could go through this whole match, but it's 30 minutes long. Go watch it. I liked it a lot, um, especially that first one. And there was also a great, uh, like, a sit-down... Oh, what was it? What do you even call what they did? They, they did, like, a, a pretty... The Hardy Boys did this unique, like, splits. Okay, so he... One of them hit Cesaro. I think it was on Cesaro. Uh, they hit him with one thing, and then the other guy did, like, a sit-down splits, pinning his legs down. Cesaro, Cesaro was, like, back on his shoulders with his legs over his head, and then legs of his opponent on top of him, further pinning him down. I thought that was that was pretty creative and effective. Well, it was effective, because they got, got a point from that. We also had a pretty crazy... Com- well, no, this was... It would have been a pretty crazy combination, but uh, it just... Uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. You know what? There, there was a combination of, like, three finishers right in a row from the Hardy Boys, and it... It, it would have been cool, I think, but it just kind of felt a bit robotic and like, all right, here's the next move, here's the next, like that kind of thing. So we'll move on from that. Um, at some point towards the end, Matt gets busted open. He's got blood all over his face. Uh, Cesaro steals a pin after Jeff hits a swanton, and then he runs away. He gets gets out of the ring. ring. At this point, there's like. 30 seconds left in the match. He runs away. Jeff goes chasing after him. He's trying to kill time so they don't have a chance to tie it back up. He does get hit by a DDT, I think. And Jeff goes for the pin. But right at the one count, the buzzer goes off. They're out of time. And the bar retains the championship with a score of four to to the Hardy Boys three. So, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty... Pretty neat. Pretty good. Just, uh, you know, it would have been... <laughs> that's the whole point of it. That was 30 minutes. So I am kind of glad that it didn't go into overtime. Uh, the last, like, 5, 10 minutes were amazing. So if the middle 10 minutes weren't in there, it would have uh, it, it felt more action-packed, I think. 
but the whole point of the 30-man Iron Man match is that it's 30 minutes, so there you go. That, that was kind of another thing that I was thinking about that uh, we had... We've had some other 30-man Iron Man matches, singles matches, in the in the recent past, and those felt more... Those, from what I remember, those felt like there's more going on than there was with four people in this match. So, I, I don't know, I think it's mostly down to those middle 20 minutes that felt a little bit like, oh, I gotta kill, kill a bit of time here. Uh, we got a, a, a tuba in the background... Apologies for the two. It's probably not as bad as the wind, though. The wind, though. Not the window. Uh, up next, we had Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Um, what I was really excited about, and really happy that we got to see... Well, oh yeah, we got... I thought we were going to see the, uh, Alexa Bliss's double drain in this involved somehow. I thought it was going to be involved in a banks, an execution of the bank statement, a variation of it. Uh, we did not see that, so maybe we'll see that at SummerSlam instead. Um, but instead, we uh, she faked her arm being messed up. I uh, got the ref to to kind of break things up, and then she snaps out of it literally, and uh, goes back on the attack and turns the tables back on Sasha. Um, she ends up... Okay, she... The other things I was really excited about was that we saw uh, insult injury, her uh, double stomp followed by a moonsault double... or double knees followed by a moonsault double knees, which is always so much fun to see. And uh, we haven't... I don't know if we've even seen that in the last couple of months, or even since she's been on Raw. I, we may not have even seen it on Raw or a Raw pay-per-view since she's come over to Raw. But uh, that was really cool. And then we saw Twisted Bliss. But Sasha got her knees up right at the last second. Like fraction of a second before she made impact got her knees up and uh turned the tables back in her favor and uh sasha banks was well on her way to winning but alexa says ah no i got i've had enough of this she uh goes for the count out um she fights off sasha who does try to get her back into the ring um that's kind of on her though that's kind of on her. She was stalling a lot after she got attacked. She could have gone for it again, and Alexa could have gone there. She could have gotten out of the ring with Alexa and then dragged her back in. So I'm... Sasha may be upset about the loss and Alexa's tactic to do to to retain her championship. Or rather, Sasha won. Sasha did win, but she didn't win the championship. Um, she may be upset about that, but hey, hey, it's kind of your fault for not going back out into the ring and trying again. There was a good, solid four seconds after that first time she she fended her off. Anyway, Alexa attempts to go back to the locker room with her, with her championship on her shoulder. Despite the loss via countouts, she is still champion, but Sasha Banks goes on the attack. She uh, beats her up, and it looks like Alexa's able, able to turn things around, clears off of the, the uh, commentary, commentary table. The comment table? Common, that, that's, that might be confusing. confusing. You might think you're saying common table. Like C-O-M-M-O-N. Um, 
looks like we're gonna get a DDT through the table, but Sasha fights out of it, knocks Alexa down to the ground, and then hits her with the double knees. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty cool moment. And it looked like, uh, Alexa was pretty much murdered. But we would later see that it was nowhere close to murder, as we saw pretty much an actual murder later on. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Up next, we have The Miz versus Dean Ambrose. Uh, what... What happens? Well, the Miz won because Bo Dallas hits Dean when the ref's back is turned. He's able to hit the skull crushing finale and gets the pen. Uh, before that, after the Miz had got hit, gotten hit by a dirty deeds, Maurice puts his foot on the rope. So it's a team effort. The Miz Tourage has the Miz's back and he's able to retain the championship. So uh, presumably. Dean Ambrose is going to want uh, another opportunity to get that title without people cheating. Maybe we'll see them in a cage match. We haven't seen Dean Ambrose versus The Miz in a cage match. We've seen them in a disqualification disqualifications count match, but not a, uh, a cage match. So that's what I hope for SummerSlam, that we get a intercontinental title, cha- title match between The Miz and Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam in a steel cage, with some other thing. Maybe it's an maybe it's an Ambrose Asylum match, or Asylum match, whatever you call it. Okay, that brings us to the best match of the night: Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Uh, do I even need to talk about this? It was just amazing. It was amazing. They both were great, and I thought that the only way Roman Reigns is going to win this match would be to spear Braun Strowman into the ambulance. And it's because he tried to do that that he ended up losing because Braun Strowman just steps right out of the way and, and Roman just goes whoop! Like a slip and slide right into the back there. It's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, somebody posted a GIF of it, and I proceeded to watch that moment about 80 times in a row. And it just got better and better every single time. Uh, so Braun Strowman won, won the match, and uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happened before that. We had chairs... We had steel steps used. They're doing battle on the stage. Uh, Just, oh, he was even using the backboard from inside the ambulance as a weapon. As a gigantic bat. Just slapping the heck out of Roman Reigns. Um, He also got slammed. uh, Roman slammed Braun Strowman through uh, one of the the stage displays. And, uh, like, the whole middle of it. Just, just destroyed. A lot like a cartoon when somebody like uh, bursts a hole through the wall. It was almost Braun Strowman shaped. Braun Strowman is basically a square. So yeah, it was Braun Strowman <laughs> shaped. He's a giant squared circle. Um, uh, I, I really, I really liked that that display after he busted through it. It would occasionally flicker to like snow video. And, uh, yeah, great detail to add there, because it wouldn't have actually made it do that. 
to the to those other displays. I am pretty sure that's not how that th- those are set up. That's a uh, a thing that they made happen with their uh, video packages and stuff. And I I thought that was great. I thought that added. Uh, a lot of people may not have even thought twice about it, but I thought it added so much to the effect of just fucking. Fr- I almost swore there, friggin' destroying that thing, and um, yeah. Uh, it was great. So, uh, he wins the match, but Roman, it was, like, a silly mistake. He wasn't actually, like, out of it. He wasn't beaten to oblivion to get, uh, into that ambulance. He, uh, basically hopped in there on his own accord. Um, uh, so Roman pops back out after Strowman's celebrating his victory, uh, beats the hell out of him, gets him into the back of the ambulance, and drives into the back uh, into the tunnels of the stadium, of the arena, and then proceeds to back up as fast as he can into a trailer, just smashing in the back of the ambulance with Braun Strowman inside. Uh, so everybody is like, what? Kurt Angle comes in, he's like, what is going on? This is, what? I don't even know what to say. And... Uh, is amazing. So we have we have this vehicular. I, I called it manslaughter, but it is murder. It is premeditated. It was on purpose. We have this v- murder by vehicle, and um, yeah, the, we get, we get the uh, the emergency personnel in there. They have the jaws of life trying to get that door open. Uh, the back is smashed in, so they can't open it that way. Um, and so we we go on to the next match, which is Kurt Hawkins versus Heath Slater. Okay, uh, th- nobody knew this was happening, including them. And uh, so we see probably about thirty seconds of that match, uh, before we go back to what's happening with the emergency crew, they're, uh, cutting open the door, uh, we hear off-screen, uh, JoJo say, and your winner, Heath Slater, and that's all, <laughs> that's all we get for that match, um, and I hope they use that for something, that's got it, at least, if it's not even mentioned, I would be so disappointed, uh, we gotta have a segment with Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater, we gotta get a rematch so that we can actually be singing on TV, or something like that, um, so Braun, he's alive, he gets out of the ambulance on his own accord, he's having much a lot of trouble standing up, stumbling around, and he's just like, leave me alone, and just off into the night, like a, like a wounded monster, <laughs> He's gone off to regenerate. He's gonna be like even bigger next time we see him. He's like a uh, he's like a Saiyan. Honestly, he, uh, he he is very much like a Saiyan. That uh, if he if he does get destroyed, he get had his elbow smashed. He was supposed to take six months to to return from that, but he regenerated in six weeks and uh, stronger than ever. Oh man, the moment when Roman was hitting him with the chair was awesome, it was like, um, uh, it it was as if the chair was making him stronger, those, like, he was absorbing, the commentary used that term, absorbing those chair chair shots, I think even more so than just absorbing them, he's, like, taking them in and converting that energy into his own energy, 
And uh, anyway, anyway, that was an, an awesome moment. So many awesome moments in this this whole match. Uh, but yeah, the best probably was that Braun Strowman is alive and he's mad. He's really mad. That was even worse than tipping an ambulance over. He just got smashed up inside of there. So, uh, I mean, I guess he kind of asked for it. It's a little bit of payback. But we'll see. How are they going to keep escalating this? It's going to be a fire truck match, and he's going to actually drop a fire truck onto the other person? Could happen. Could happen. And then we had Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe versus Brock. Lesnar. Samoa Joe attacks him before the bell. Gets a, a bit of an unfair start. He puts Brock through a friggin' table. Uh, Brock is hobbled. He gets he makes his way back to the back into the ring and says, hey, okay, let, we, I can still do this. But uh, it might have been a mistake. Well, ultimately it wasn't a mistake, but uh, it could have been could have been a big mistake on Brock's part. He could have lost this match because uh, he insisted on continuing with it after he'd been put through a freaking table. Uh, so we get two instances of Suplex City um, after he's finally able to get out of the domination of Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe gets him into the Coquina Clutch a couple of times. I think the only reason that Samoa Joe did not win this match is that he's relying only on that coquina clutch. When you got a guy whose neck is the size of a giraffe, no, it's not, that's a bad, I mean, necks are known, (laughs) giraffes are known for necks, but not for the thickness of their necks. They do have thick necks, but compared to how long they are, they're not very thick. Um, So I guess Brock's neck is probably the same thickness as a giraffe's neck. Um... Yeah, depending on a sleeper hold with when a guy's neck is that big, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have some trouble with that. You're going to have a little bit of trouble with that. you got to put him down another way, perhaps, uh, which we didn't which we didn't really see. Well, I mean, we saw some great offense from both of them, but I think if he had busted out a certain muscle move that he could have come away with that win. Maybe we'll see that. Maybe we'll see that at SummerSlam. Rematch at SummerSlam, please. Not anything else. No other matches, Brock Lesnar versus anybody else. Just Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe rematch. And then we can have then we can have Joe versus Joe at WrestleMania. Yeah, and then save Brock versus Roman Reigns for WrestleMania 35. Come on, guys. Come on. Okay, so uh, he counters the clutch a couple of times. He finally... He gets a second suplex city consisting of three suplexes. He does that Brock Tozawa, Brock Tozawa, Akiro Brokzawa style crawl slash suplex combo, which was scary. Uh, and he hits the F5, gets the win. So uh, still champion in his first title defense since winning the championship. Oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous. The next one has to be in less than two months. Has to be at SummerSlam, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be at SummerSlam. Who will it be against? I don't know. Hope it's Samoa Joe. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty good match. Pretty good match. But it's the other match that I predicted incorrectly. I thought for sure Samoa Joe was going to win that one, especially with that opening, that pre-open. He just puts him through that table and beats the crap out of him. 
Uh, on Raw Talk, we had Big Cass talking about uh, how everything's everything between him and Enzo is done, but if he sees people who's Enzo's family, he'll be nice to him. It's like, they're, it's it's Enzo and I's relationship, not my relationship with them. It was, it was kind of a weird conversation, but um, he also says that the people who were clapping for him when he won, that they're all just jumping on the bandwagon, or they're people who go on the internet who want to sound smart, who think they sound smart for wanting him to win, or something. Uh, Sasha Banks was on there as well. Uh, she says about Alexa that she can't even tell Jeff from Matt, the idiot. That was a pretty great, uh, great moment as well. But the best conversation, the best interview from Raw Talk was The Miz, accompanied by The Miz Taraj, Maurice, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. Um, uh, he asks Renee Young, uh, who lost the title tonight, and, or who, who lost the match tonight, and Renee says, the WWE Universe did. <laughs> uh, great answer from Renee Young. Um, and then we had Curtis, he's talking about, he, okay, so we have Bo Dallas, who's full-on biker now, and Curtis is uh, dressed very well, he has a nice suit on, and he just says, just look at us, soak it in. And I soaked in it, and it was good, he said. Um, so yeah, check out Raw Tie, it, it was pretty good, but uh, absolutely my favorite match was Strowman versus Roman, and I am, as I record this, I am wearing a Roman Reigns shirt because it was one of the last clean shirts I have. I'm doing laundry when I go home in a couple of days, so I only have a couple of shirts left. But I did choose to bring the shirt onto her in the first place, so there you have it. I guess I kind of like Roman now, but mostly when he's murdering people. <laughs> okay. Um, and second favorite was Neville versus Tozawa. Third favorite... Probably the Iron Man match. And then everything after after that, you know, check it out if you want. So that's it for Great Balls of Fire 2017. Let me know what you thought about it by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatchit.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with week 28 of WWE 2017. We're two weeks away from Battleground. Punjabi Prison! New U.S. Champion. Um, Usos versus New Day, probably. All kinds of other stuff. Uh, uh, Naomi. Maybe against Becky Lynch. Uh, maybe something will happen with Money in the Bank contract before then, or after then, or at Battleground. We'll find all that out and more soon. So stay tuned, and I'll, I'll catch you later. Bye.